Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High presents Ghost Story. We open once again in the bedroom of Zeke Lynn in a state of even greater disarray than it usually is. The camera starts low to the floor as we see scattered around the room dozens of 20-ounce and 2-liter bottles of all sorts of different flavors of Mountain Dew. The camera pans up slowly, revealing more of the mess, and settles waist level on a dictionary, cracked open to the word teetotaler, circled like two dozen times with a red pen. It then pans up to the back of one Zeke Lynn, hair even more mussy and disheveled and greasy than usual, lab coat all wrinkly and covered with a bunch of teeny tiny rainbow stains from all the droplets of Mountain Dew that missed his mouth. The camera then swings around to Zeke's face. He hasn't slept since a couple of nights before. He got big ol' bags under his eyes. And he, right now he's staring intently at a blank sheet of paper in his spiral notebook, holding a pen. Uh, I got nothing! Just at that moment, we see Penny whip her head around into the doorframe. Um, Penny has been sleeping on the couch all night because Zeke was making a lot of noises, um, screaming, learning nothing, and also made funny noises while sleeping. So she slept on the couch with scoobums. We see Penny peek her head around the corner. What are you screaming about? Ah! I've got nothing. I've learned nothing. All night? I've been up all night researching, trying to figure out what the greater Los Angeles teetotaler society is and what it's got to do with the rock priest and what it has to do with all of the all of the stuff that we saw last night and whatever's going on with you and all I've learned is that teetotalers don't like it when people drink alcohol and that in the 1920s Father Morningside really didn't want people to drink alcohol <sighs> I'm very tired and I have a really splitting migraine from all the sugar. That part's on you. Yeah. Um, the fact that he doesn't want or like alcohol makes me want to give him some. I don't have reasoning for that at this time. But have you asked Angela if she knows anything? She looks up stuff all the time. No. I tried calling her, but I have no idea what time it was. So she could have just been asleep. Hold could on. Could have been an unreasonable hour. I'll text her. We see Penny pull out her phone, find Angela in her message list, and send, what do you know about teetotalers or why they would be connected to evil rock priest? Question mark. Send. Also, good morning, smiley face. Send. <laughs> we cut to the family room of Angela Atticus Jr.'s house. She is obsessively cleaning, which is something we know that she never does. And she is blaring 17 from the Riverdale episode of Heather's The Musical and softly crying. <laughs> That's canon now. Yep. Softly crying into a duster as she dusts her living room, her family room. <laughs> 
<laughs> Angela then feels a vibrate in her back pocket, wipes some tears off her face, and grabs her phone out of her pocket. Oh, Penny's texting me. Huh? Um, I don't know anything about the teetotalers, but I'm gonna search the dark web. Devil emoji, send. We got from Angela's diligent web surfing back to the Lynn residence, where Zeke and Penny are interrupted by Sophia, who comes over the house loudspeaker system to say, Hi, Sophia. Hi, Penny. Heart is beating so fast. What you doing? Sorry, one second. One second. One second. Jimmy, ding dong. I think she's broken. Hello? Sorry, there's a lot going on right now. Uh huh. There's someone at the door. Oh, oh, okay. Who are you playing checkers with? Jimmy means take one of the other pieces. Yes, correct. And put it on top of this one. Yay! Now I'm more powerful. Now you can go backwards. Who are you playing checkers with? Oh, my new friend Scoobums. You're playing checkers with Scoobums? No, there are no queens in this game. I do not know what that is either. <laughs> we'll let you get back to that. We're going to get the door, okay? Ding dong. Okay, we get the door. Uh, Zeke uh, stomps down the stairs to the front door and without looking through the peephole, swings it open and says, What? Who is it? Zeke, you see, standing in your doorway, Glaring at you, a teen a bit short for their age, wearing a lab coat in categorically better condition than yours. It's got sleeves still, probably. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> at minimum, large round glasses and a buzzed haircut. The one and only Scion of Indigo Labs, Vesper Indigo. Hi, Vesper. Hello, Penny. You live here now? Uh, no, but I'm not going home right now. You, it's a long story. I can relate. Speaking of long stories, um, sorry, are you going to invite me in? Uh, yes, yeah, come, in. come on in. What are you, a vampire? <laughs> Vesper stares blankly at you. I'm too, don't, 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 don't mess with me right now, okay? <laughs> I'm really tired and on edge. You drank too much Mountain Dew. Yeah. Zeke pulls a bottle of Mountain Dew out of nowhere and cracks it open. I haven't been sleeping. I've been up Googling and and reading books and screaming, drinking Mountain Dew and screaming. Yes. Thank you, Penny. That all sounds about run of the mill for y'all. Yeah. Yep. Y'all. Sorry, Penny. I don't mean to lump you in with this one. I understand. What can we do for you, Vesper? Something very terrible has happened. And although pains me to admit it, I might need your help. Zeke sits down and puts one leg over the other and crosses his arms. Okay, you know what? Never mind. This Zeke, is a bad idea. Just... I'm gonna I'm gonna take what? off. What? All I did was sit down. Zeke, they said something terrible happened. Don't be All I did was sit down! Well stand back up. Oh my god. Zeke stands back up. I can feel your smugness radiating off of you like your adolescent body odor. <laughs> Zeke sniffs his own armpit. Okay, that's fair. What happened? My great grandfather is dead. 
I'm he so just, sorry for he just your died. loss. Wait, your great grandfather, the Professor Z? Yes. The guy who led the Z Fairs. Yep. The guy who was a ghost. Mm hmm. Very sorry for your loss that happened 80 years ago, Vesper. Listen, I just, I, I'm just going to show you. Okay. And Vesper reaches into the crisp inside pocket of their lab coat and produces a shiny chrome plated USB drive. Sophia, play this video, please. Sure thing, Vesper. And we see just a handful of checkers fly in front of Vesper's <laughs> face. One of them knocking them right in the glasses uh, as a iris door opens in the wall right near where Vesper's hand is held up. Ooh, there's an iris door for every occasion in this place. Um, and we see uh, one of the claw-grabbing Sophia hands emerge from that door, snatch the USB drive, and return with it. An iris door for every occasion, but apparently only a couple of hands. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to search around. Yeah. <laughs> like whack-a-mole. Yeah. Which screen would you like me to display this on? I don't. I don't care. The clo the, the, the Zeke, what's the closest screen? Living room TV, Sophia. Okie dokie. And we see on the far wall of the living room, the flat screen TV hidden in the wall crackle to life. On the screen, we are presented with a stationary black and white CCTV shot of the office of Meredith Indigo. Although the office is darkened and the quality of the footage low, we can still make out the ectoplasmed ghostly form of Professor Z seated behind the desk. The video proceeds without incident for a few minutes as Zephyr Indigo silently, as the video has no sound, shuffles around some files and appears to talk to himself. Then there is a brief interference as static garbles the screen. When the picture returns, we can now see from a darkened corner in the back of the room, behind the ghostly professor, the leering, alabaster face of Father Morningside. Zeke sh uh, looks at Penny, his eyes wide and crazed. Penny gasps. <gasps> we can only watch helplessly as the inhuman priest emerges fully from the shadows, unhinges and extends his horrible jaw and begins to devour the old ghost. We see the ectoplasm melt away like sheets of bark from a dying birch as Professor Z disintegrates into dust before vanishing into the all-consuming void of the anchorite. We see Penny cover her eyes with her, both of her hands. Um, Pac-Man. Excuse me? He's like Pac-Man because he, he eats ghosts. That's a really helpful observation, Zeke. Thank you. When, um, when did this happen, Vesper? It happened last night. Mm -hmm. I'm really sorry, Vesper. Thank you, Penny, for taking this with a modicum of seriousness. And this was in your mom's office. Yes. In the lab. When my grandfather didn't show up for our customary dawn run, I knew that something was wrong. How does he run? Pretty does fast. Does he just float alongside you? Because he's a ghost? 
Do you want to, Zeke, do you want to just get a pen and paper and write down all your stupid questions ahead of time <laughs> and save them for the end? I'm sorry. I'm very tired. Um, but so this thing that ate your great grandpa. That's the thing that tried to eat me. Whatever it is. Sorry. <laughs> Penny? Um, would you like to elaborate on that? Oh, damn it. What? Nothing. Just tell them. They're going to help us, too. I guess. Maybe. Um, well, I just remembered a memory that somehow I'd forgotten about when I was seven. My mom was a part of some weird cult, I guess. And I uh, was in a room with that nasty guy and a bunch of other people in cloaks. And he tried to, like, eat my soul and put other things inside of me. And, um, well, I don't guess I need to go on to the ending part of that because it didn't work out. Yeah, you sure don't. You sure don't. Um, but it, that's about as far as we've gotten. Did I, I don't know if I explained it well. So, coincidentally, you recovered this long lost memory of this creature the exact same night that he appeared and devoured my grandfather? Well, only because we were trying to figure out why the high school was haunted. I didn't ask for this. Yeah, it's really been like a like a magician's handkerchief of a situation. We just keep pulling it, and more hankies just keep coming out. And all the hankies are different colors, and... I'm familiar. It's like, I wanted a red one, but now I got blue and yellow and green and pink to deal with, and it's just been a lot. In this scenario, you were reaching into a magician's pocket looking for a particular color of handkerchief and were dismayed to find too many in there? You did get the color you wanted, though, it seems. What is going on? At this moment, we hear the screeches of tires pull up to Zeke Lynn's house and then a slam of a door. Three seconds later, Angela swings the door open. Vampires! Angela bends over a little bit and puts her hand on her heart and says, The teetotalers, they're vampires. They were vampires, are vampires still. They're vampires. What? So, you know, Penny texted me this morning. I was like, Hey, do you know anything about this teetotaler thing? And I was like, No, but I don't know the dark web. And then I got on the dark web. And then I found out that they were all vampires. Uh, But let me explain. A little bit more. <laughs> so I went on Greenit, of course, as one does, and I just looked up like, oh, you know, Los Angeles teetotalers. And then I found this whole thread like of conspiracy theories, and it sounds like the Los Angeles teetotalers were priests who didn't like alcohol and wanted prohibition to exist, but really they were just vampires and they didn't want us to drink alcohol because it would thin our blood and make it taste nasty. What? Well, hmm. <laughs> Oh, and then the rock priest, I guess, what is a vampire. Was a vampire? Again, I don't know. Since when do vampires eat ghosts? Since when do... 
We're a vampire. So bad. Uh, They're teeth. bad, Scoobum. They're Drink bad. Drink the blood. Drink uh, the red. We hate number them. Number one, should we all take Blood's up? red. <laughs> yes, it is. Good job, Scoobum. Blood is red. My checker pieces are red. Yeah, yes. checker pieces are red. It tastes bad. <laughs> hey, don't eat those. Yeah, don't eat those, Scoobums. Angela. Well, he's going to choke on them. He opens his mouth. And Angela. 17 checkers pieces just fall out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. Scoobums. Penny hands Scoobums a code red Mountain Dew that's um half empty. We like blood. <laughs> he pours it over the top of his head. <laughs> oh my God, you need a Don't bath. waste it. I, you, wh- why are you here? You live with me. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay, but uh, there, you all, you can't let him put Mountain Dew on his head. I, that I thought that he would drink it. I don't know. <laughs> now he's gonna need a bath. <sighs> no, he, yeah. runs, he runs away. <laughs> Not right now. Uh, oh, that's a leader problem. Anyways, get sticky. Vesper, what are you doing here? Hello, Angela. Something bad happened. What? The rock priest is here in town, in Chillhaven, as of last night. And ate Vesper's grandfather's ghost. Ate it up. Ate up Captain Z. Professor Z. (laughs) Captain Z. Captain Z. Uh, Yes, it was a terrible loss. uh, Yeah, rip again. Rip again. Rip the second. Okay. We'd grown very close since he'd returned. Rip two. I'm so sorry. He also hated my mother, and we bonded over that. Oh? That's good. That's great. Yeah. Did your mom hate him back? Yes, very much so. They didn't agree about, how should I put this, what the priorities of science and the corporation should be. And you, what did your grandfather think those priorities should be? That science was a tool that could be used to advance human knowledge and understanding and elevate all of us and our lives. Uh-huh. And your mom thinks? Uh, it's, uh, you make money with it? Right. Um, she super did not like the contents of Professor Z's will. Wait, mm. why? Well, it seems that his wording was quite particular in that he left the company uh, to his descendants, not in the event of his death, but in the event of his absence from Earth. So as soon as he came back as a ghost, he had the reins again? Technically. It hadn't quite been settled out in court yet, but... In court? You can see why my mother wanted him busted. So she's happy that he's good. gone? Made her feel good. Well, she doesn't know yet. Oh. Or maybe she does. I don't know. That woman is devious and inscrutable to me. Oh, no. Runs in the family. Did your mom have anything to do with his death then? Well, I mean, you watched the video that I did. Sorry, Angela, to catch you up. Video? I'll just play it again. Okay. I'm going to look away this time. (laughs) And we cut to the end of the video again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is it over? Yes. It was just so long. When was the last time you saw your grandpa? Just yesterday. And your mom was normal? As normal as she is? Like she didn't, she wasn't acting weird or anything? Well, those ghost hunter jagaloons were around. Uh, the ones mm. that we, mm, no. the ones that, uh, mm. the, I'm who? sorry, whom? I, I can't imagine that they're related because they seemed like con artists slash jackasses. Uh-huh. My mother in her attempt to bust my grandfather and wrest control of the company back, 
did submit a video to something called the um the ghost files the haunted files oh the haunted files yes still know sounds, it right oh yeah i haven't the heard haunted, of it either the haunted it. files no, I just you know, know with chag nethermare i've showed it to you guys because Nethermere. i'm carlos. a huge fucking dork who likes that sort of thing and carlos too mm-hmm. yeah with chag nethermare yeah Nethermere. chag them chag yeah chag yeah vesper i think you're right i don't think they're related those guys are goobers what yes but yeah why are you all using your line voices what? We don't have lying I just always lie. Oh, Wait. yeah. Penny's like a notorious <laughs> liar. Can't listen to anything this one says, I tell you. No. Um, no, we're just... This is how we regularly talk. There's a lot going on. Time out. Huddle. And then <laughs> Angela grabs Zeke and Penny by the collars of their shirts and pulls them in. And right now, the three of their heads are just literally... Their foreheads are touching each other. Um, ow. Is there like a point in lying to Vesper? Ow, branches. I, I feel like, oh God, hurts. I'm so sorry. Listen, I like you? Vesper. I think they can help us and I think we can help them and they're having a hard time and we're having a hard time. Do you want to tell them? Everything we tell them could potentially be a direct line to their mom. I know. No, they wouldn't tell Meredith. We have to give them the benefit of the doubt. They hate their mom. And we hate their mom. Yes. Uh, while y'all are having your huddle, you hear the sound of like hydraulics and power tools in the background. <laughs> Okay, fine, but I don't like it. All right, Vesper, we're sorry for... What are you doing? You all turn around to see that during the course of your huddle, Vesper has whipped out some kind of folding pocket power drill type device, uh, presumably from their lab coat, with which they are currently performing some kind of maintenance on the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man's bionic arm. And uh, Vesper says, were you all aware that half of the cables... In this limb are loose. What? Oh. And a good chunk of the circuitry is coated in some kind of sticky, syrupy substance. Without this maintenance, this creature would have lost the use of this limb within a matter of days. Oh my God, Scoob! Is it from I the Mountain Dew? Fixed it. Is it from the Mountain Dew? I don't know. Well, he eggs. Can he not eat eggs? He's a cutting edge experiment, cybernetic organism, robotic parts combined with a little understood cryptid who escaped from our lab's custody and has now been presumably just eating checkers and Mountain Dew for God knows how long. He He does require regular maintenance. We feed him food. Okay, now we know. Send me over the schematics to all his parts and then maybe I could take better care of him. Take care of me! (laughs) Like baby. Yes. I'll see what I can do. Thank you. Thanks for helping Scoobums. We love him so much. Thanks for taking him in. I'm sure he's much happier here than he was in a cell in the basement under the lab. He's great at Smash Bros. Vesper stares blankly. (laughs) So listen, what are we going to do about this creature? Well. And I sense that there's stuff that you're all still not telling me. Um, Angela elbows Penny. Penny. Um, well, well, um, speaking on the ghost hunters specifically... We also reached out to them. We may have called them. But well, we sent them a video. We've been very busy lately, and we were trying to look up ways to get rid of ghosts, and, but without necessarily hurting them or like destroying their souls. And so we thought that they—I don't know—I didn't really believe in them either. But we thought it was worth a shot. But now I feel like there's something up with them because there's just no way that it's just a coincidence that they showed up and your grandfather is now not here. 
Vesper, what do you know about Ordinary Falls? And we cut to several minutes later. And then we all ran out of Flo's cabin and, and we came back here and we've, we played Super Smash Brothers. And then I drank a lot of Mountain Dew and learned a lot about what teetotalers think and believe. And then you came over. We see Vesper close their eyes for a moment, seemingly in a great deal of pain. So let me get this straight. You all went to Nethermare Manor. Yep. In Ordinary Falls. Mm-hmm. Home of Kilazar Nethermare. Yep. Found evidence of this rock priest, mm-hmm. and then also called Chag Nethermare mm-hmm. to come to our town mm-hmm. to bust ghosts. Mm-hmm. And now you're surprised mm-hmm. that that priest is here. I would like to go on record that I did not want to call them. And if you would like to watch our audition audition tape, are we auditioning? <laughs> um, submission tape. Submission tape. Um, you would see that, but I was a part of it. Yes. Look, we're just real stressed out, okay? Normally we aren't as closely tied. We're spread very thin. We just needed a little help getting the nasty ghosts out of the locker room because they tried to eat Carlos. And I didn't know that would lead to me finding out that my mom kind of wanted to kill me and then Zeke's mom definitely wanted to kill me. Yeah. And we're just trying our best to hold it all together right now. Again, if I may go back to the magician handkerchief metaphor. You don't need to. (laughs) Well, it seems once again... You all have created a mess in my town. We did not haunt the school. Nonsense. Well, mm. no. No, Mm. that was not. We did. All came back to the Indigo Labs. Yes, your mom haunts the school. Yeah, Yeah, this is. That's true. You know what it is. We we may have built (laughs) it. We may have helped the Bigfoot build the equipment. Yes. But but Bigfoot was only in that situation because of what Indigo Labs was doing. Yes. This is all just fallout from shit your mom's doing, from your mom messing with shit that's beyond her control or Um, understanding. Yeah, so we're dealing with the consequences. Putting ghosts and robots for children's toys? Also, now that I think about it, I guess the whole blank of. Throat situation was a little bit on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fully forgot that I lived through that. How did wow. I forget that? <laughs> Still taking care of all those freaking animals in the basement. <laughs> Regardless, yeah. <laughs> I assume that if this priest is loose and still in town, the haunting team is still here. Also, yes. Yeah. They wouldn't just leave their priest. No. Oh, God. Well, how do we find out where they are? Well, we told them where all the ghosts were. Yeah, but that's kind of a lot of spaces to check, right? Well, let's think about it. Um, Endigo Labs went there, terminated Professor Z. Mm -hmm. School. Uh Uh-huh. Did they go to school? I don't know. You all didn't get the email about the school? Huh? What? No. What? I guess I don't go to school anymore. It's opening back up as of tomorrow. Oh, frick. He he done been to the school. Yeah. Angela, where's Saber? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't even see her this morning. It's it's daytime, so she's probably skating. Um, Angela reaches for her cell phone in her back pocket and, like, drops it on the floor frantically and then scrambles to pick it up and speed dials Saber. It rings. 
for a while. Oh, it's Ebert. Before going to voicemail. <gasps> um, Angela hangs up and then texts Saber right now and says, Saber, no time to explain. There is an angry, maybe vampire. I don't know. It, uh, um, so, uh, ghost eater on the loose, and you need to be careful. Where are you? All of that went in the text. Yeah. It was like a speech to text. That's a, <laughs> so things are a little wonky. Angela, mm-hmm. you see underneath your text, three dots briefly appear. Angela's holding her phone and watching the dots. And then vanish. <sighs> and then you see that you have an incoming call from one Saber Muto. Angela immediately picks up. Saber, are you okay? Um, yeah, I... W- Where are you? Uh... I'm at the skate park. Listen, you need to leave right now. There is a ghost eater on the hunt, and like that's that's what's happening right now. We're trying to find him, and he's just going around and sucking up ghosts. He ate Vesper's great grandpa. Professor Z. Yeah. Well, that guy was cool. Well, you need to go somewhere that he would never find you. Like, um, go to Flows. It's secluded. I'm sorry. I need to make sure that you're safe. And if you see a camera crew. Don't talk to them. Yeah, what Penny said. Okay, am I on speakerphone? Uh, I I was just contributing. Saber, we just want you to be safe. And if you, listen, I need you to just keep in contact with me. I'm going to text you like every 20 minutes because I need to make sure that you're okay. But you need to stay hidden. Do not answer the door for anybody. Stay in the basement if you need to. Go to Flo's. If Wally's there, tell Wally what's going on. You all need to stay inside. Just figures. Or this town would find a way to come get me after Murray, a frickin' ghost. I mean, we're trying to work on it right now. We're, tr- we're trying to destroy him, but we don't really know what we're up against. All right, well, I mean, this is what you do, right? I mean, it just what was thrown on me. And I can't just, like, let these monsters or, like, I can't, just can't let these things happen. Yeah, I know. Just listen, just go to Flo's and... We'll talk about it later, okay? All right. Stay safe. I love you. Yeah, you too. Bye. Okay, so we warned Saber. Should we warn anyone else? We we have a lot of ghost friends might be a stretch. Acquaintances. Yeah, we need to let them know. Yeah. Grud doesn't deserve to get dissolved into nothingness. Yeah, and I kind of, we kind of owe him. <laughs> How, but we don't have, I mean, most of them don't have cell phones, or, or maybe they do, but we don't have their numbers. So how do we warn every ghost in town at once that to, to watch out for a, a seven-foot-tall priest and a camera crew? Um, hack a tornado warning. What do you call it? Alarm? Ma- mass Siren? alert. Yeah. Mass Hack a tornado siren? Yeah, and make it be like, all ghosts beware. You need to go into hiding. A, a, a thing's gonna eat you. Uh, okay. I believe those are just set up with a simple tone alarm. I don't think that they're like a... I don't know. ...loudspeaker that you can just blast your thoughts through. We're just brainstorming. Mm, plus, also, if we blast it through every speaker, and t- I mean, like... Then the... 
A know. siren is just like a pitch, so you can hear it from far away, but like someone's far away from a tornado siren, it's just gonna be like. Okay. What's your idea then? I don't know. We just call in an anonymous like news tip. Right. They'd say that, right? Yeah. Hey, Wait the news station just got an anonymous tip that all the ghosts in town are in danger. Wait Most a people minute. in this town don't even believe that ghosts exist. What if I said it for them? <gasps> what do you. Penny. We see Penny run across uh, Zeke's living room and turn the television on um, to the news station. We see a nice approachable news reporter standing um, right outside Chill Haven's playground for kids. (laughs) (laughs) The Chiron reads... News evening Chill Haven action report with Blom Plomwad. Blom is about 5'9". He has his hair parted to the right, swooping to the left. It's a nice, perfectly highlighted um, medium brown with blonde highlights. Um, he's got a very impressive mustache and a clip-on tie. And also, no, they will not fill in the sinkhole. The eight-year-old's reign of terror is expected to continue unbated indefinitely. And now for our next story. We cut back to Penny locking eyes with Blom on the television. Penny puts a finger up to her temple, locks in on him with her eyes, and um, tries to place herself in Blom's head. The camera focuses back in on Blom. Appearing confused, we see him put his head down like his head's bothering him or he's distracted by something. And then all of a sudden, Blom looks up, face is expressionless, like he is no longer present in his own body. Hey, everybody. Um, this is Penny. This is... Uh, your friend Penny, um, if you are of the um, of, ghost, um, variety, the ghost please variety, please find somewhere safe to go. Um, I don't have a lot of time to explain why, but there's something really hap- scary happening at Chillhaven. I'm worried for all of your safety. Uh, please find somewhere you can go where no one can get in. We cut to Bart White sitting on the couch at home watching the news, <laughs> beer in hand. Say, Penny? Blom? And we cut back. <laughs> <laughs> we see as Blom slash Penny is saying this, uh, we see on the screen blood just start to trickle out of Blom Plomwad's nose. And right as that last word gets out of his mouth, he collapses out of frame. And we see now only crying children behind him. <laughs> Penny, did you murder him? Um, no. What did you do? What you, have you done that before? Did you test that? Is he gonna be okay? I mean, I've read minds, and I've I've never done exactly that. That no. seemed like a different thing that maybe we should have practiced first. I don't exactly have a lot of practice in time. Uh, that's. Yeah. Listen, no time to regret. He's got insurance. <laughs> He's got a good stable job. He's got insurance. Vesper says, um, okay, well, hopefully all the ghosts were watching TV. 
And the local news. Yeah, what else would they be doing? Anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I assume word will spread. It was a weird thing to see on television. That is true. It was a weird thing to see in person. Yeah, and now that Blom has collapsed to the ground, this is probably going to be the next news story, so they're probably just going to play that clip over and over again, too. So, in terms of efficacy... I think he did a great job in terms of unintended consequences. I didn't say my last name. I gave you. It could have been any penny. Maybe a, maybe a D minus. Okay. Well, you didn't say anything to stop me or deter me. Was you it... just did it. You just did it. Well, you no, I said, said, "What if I talk through him?" And then and you then just I ran did it across the room. Listen. You had the whole time I ran. <laughs> penny, ten out of ten. Thank you. It's things aren't going well. What do you want from me? Really? Not to kill more people. No one died. Quest and stop people from dying. No one died. Yes, the you first... don't know that. We, we cut points to... at the television. <laughs> we cut to Blom's ghost. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. Well, at least Just he knows right. to be safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least he knows. Um. So now what? I don't know. <laughs> oh, schools, I forgot you were there. <laughs> okay, we warned the ghosts. Where do we go to find out more about this priest? Because now we know he is was a vampire and had strong opinions about prohibition. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to ask Wally if he knows anything about these types of monsters, and also I want to make sure that he's okay. Not that Wally's really going out and about oh, too much. Yeah, but we should warn Wally and Kerrigan. So maybe just flows. Wait a minute. Wasn't Wally around in the 1920s? He's old. Wasn't he in Hollywood in the 1920s? I'm remembering a passage from that sex journal I read. (laughs) We cut (laughs) two. Do you think he would know anything about this? I don't know. Wally knows a lot about a lot. That's he does know a lot about a lot. And I mean, like Flo also has all those books in her house. Yeah, I like to read those. Lots of books. They still confuse me, but every now and then I understand something I read. Oh, and that'll make me feel better because Saber is there, so I can feel like I'm protecting her. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Flows? Going to flows, I guess. Vesper, you coming? What, what's your deal? Well, I was excited to go back to school tomorrow, but <laughs> it seems like it probably does take priority. Let's go! And also, okay, it's personal now. Oh, shit. Hold on. Wait. It's And now it's personal. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Vesper. It goes up for a high five. Now it's personal. <laughs> uh, Scoobums high fives you. Ow! Big hands. Ooh, oh I'm my strong. god. Yeah. yeah, Mountain Dew in your fur it makes it like spikes. We cut to a tight shot of the grainy convex screen of an ancient looking television mounted on a wall. We see on that screen, once again, the face of Blom Plomwad emoting silently before geysers of blood shoot out of his nose and he collapses out of frame. We begin to zoom out from this image as the sound of raucous bar chatter and rockin' music rises up to fill our ears. We find ourselves now inside a grimy, but seemingly popular, biker bar, where this news footage plays silently on the bar's lone television. Just beneath this television, hustling pool with a seedy-looking gang of biker toughs, we see the ectoplasmed form of a fur-covered woman wearing a leather bikini who's just finished saying, so yeah, anyway, that's why I never, ever watch TV. 
before cracking the cue ball and expertly sinking the eight ball into the corner pocket. This ghostly figure, known to us as one Yeti Page, twirls the pool cue in her large ape-like fingers before returning it to its spot on the wall. All right, gentlemen, guess that's another win for me. It's so weird. I swear to God, I've never even played this game before. Anyway, I'm going to go head on into the ladies' room and uh, powder my nose. You can go ahead and leave my winnings on the bar. We cut to a dingy, graffiti-covered bathroom, lit only by a dim red bulb. We see Yeti Page standing in front of a mirror, fixing her towering pompadour haircut. Then, just behind her, we see movement as the stall door swings slowly open, seemingly of its own accord, revealing the deep, unnatural darkness that lies behind it. Our camera zooms slowly in on that darkness until from within it, we see emerge, Cheshire Cat style, a broad rictus grin, followed in turn by the rest of the face of Father Morningside. As his smile expands and expands and expands, our camera continues to zoom into the horrible void contained therein until we can see nothing but darkness over which we hear a final scream. Ah, whoa, daddy-o! kids are doing Diwali when I was also alive in 1927. Oh, wait. I forgot that I made up my own calendar that only I use. Alas, I am truly an island in a vast sea. Oh well, let's party like it's 5221 and meet these credits. Angela Atticus Jr. is performed by the indomitable Megan Stressman. Penny White is performed by the incomparable Bess Lawson. Zeke Lynn is performed by the abominable James Kenlar, who also composes all original music for the podcast. All other characters, human or otherwise, are performed by the abdominal Philip Stressman. Philip is also the game master and producer of Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High. Monster of the Week tabletop game, created by Michael Sands. Additional sound effects provided by zapsplat.com. Until next time, and Happy New Year!